All right, Mike, welcome back to another one. Rose, how are things, mate? Yeah, all good. How are you? Yeah, doing well, brother. Doing well. Yeah, good. Well, I thought in this one we'll, um, you know, I think I've seen a few posts floating around on the internet on, you know, why do so many people lose money trading? So I think we're going to tackle this one. You know, why do 90% of, why do 90% of traders lose money? I think that's going to be quite a good title. A very strong one's going to stand out. A lot of people Absolutely. are interested in this. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many reasons, you know, and it's obviously trading is a personal journey, but, you know, it can be emotions, it can be misinterpreted markets, headlines. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think as well, you know, losing money is obviously quite a broad concept as well. You know, people think, well, yeah, everybody loses, but, you know, why do 90% of you know, traders effectively not not make it or, you know, why are they never profitable from it? You know, and it's one question I always get asked is, you know, if there's 90% of people don't make it, then why do you do it yourself? You know, why do you do it? Well, there's obviously 10% of people who do make money. But I think as well, you have to look um, at the way the, the industry is kind of structured. I mean, just before we jumped on, you know, I done a bit of a Google search on learn how to trade, typed it into Google. And the first thing that come up is all brokers. Every single yeah. you can think of in London comes up. You know, and is it not quite strange that a broker is going to teach you how to trade? Well, they would do because uh, they... Uh love selling you stock regardless just to get that commission you know it's just like um just one of those in which the industry is just i think by default is you know cost to entry you know everyone's serving i think this is the most important thing you know this everyone's serving their own best interest yeah you know is a broker really going to care whether he sells you a stock that's you know on the way up or on the way down no he sells it to you regardless yeah he gets a cut and it's as simple as that right yeah I think, yeah, that's it. I think a lot of people, you know, have, um, obviously all brokers do have a conflict of interest with what, you know, retail traders are trying to achieve. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people yeah. out there are quite naive and they just click on it saying, oh, well, you know, it's sponsored in Google. It must be good. And they just decide to go for it as well. I think that's just the route. As you say, I think you need to understand how the industry operates, how it works in terms of commission base. You need to look at things, you know, like IB agreements and whatever it may be you have to look across all these routes and think well you know if a, if a broker's got an incentive to do something for their behalf is it really going to benefit you and exactly exactly as well as looking you know google when you type that quick search in you start to see then a few pages coming up of you know of huge um huge education houses and who are sponsoring you know for seo purposes putting on google sponsoring their content you know, again, you have to ask yourself, well, why are they sponsoring? Why are they doing so well? Where are the results coming from? You know, what, why do you never hear these results? You know, I think one of my first points we're going to get out here is I think people are just too naive and just believe everything they see on the internet. Yeah, it's one of those where everyone wants to get rich quick, don't they? You know, you, you people feel as though, you know, you, you pay a bit of money for a training course or... You know, you, you sign up with a broker and, you know, the, the answers are there. It's done. The trading is a very individual journey. Um, it's very much a case of understanding, you know, ultimately what works for you may not work for someone else. Um, you can go to as many, you know, educational houses as you want. There isn't a recipe for 100% success in this game. You know, even big institutions, you know, they don't make 100% on every single thing they do. You know, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, they get it wrong. Yeah, It's just one of those in which if you have the information, which are going to be big institutions, you know, your mm-hmm. sell-side banks, your asset managers, your hedge funds, well, there is a, a monopoly on that information. 
Yeah. You know, there's a reason why it doesn't trickle down into retail. And there's a reason why what does trickle down into retail is so insignificant yeah. in, you know, the larger picture. So it's just one of those where, you know, yes, you can pay for a broker. Yes, you can pay for a bit of education and training. There's no harm in that. But at the end of the day, it ultimately boils down to your interpretation of advice, of education, and ultimately how you make it work. Yeah. I think, and I think that really leads on brilliant into this next point that I have is that too many people treat trading like a casino. You know, too many yeah. people have the expectation of depositing a hundred pound or a thousand pound and turning it into, you know, ten thousand or a hundred thousand. I think everybody has that interpretation, and things like that just don't happen in trading. You know, um, as you know, Mike, and a lot of other people will back it. A very good, you know, good, um, a good return in trading for a good trading book could be twenty to fifty percent a year. You know, depending yeah. on the volatility in the market, and that's an un, that's an unreal that's an unreal return. That's 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 phenomenal return. I mean, you know, the S and P only averages ten to twelve percent a year, yeah. And you're earning north of you know the index. Well, you know, someone should be paying you millions <laughs> to manage large sums of money, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Exactly, and you know, there's been so many studies done, and you know, part of my I remember part of my dissertation was about um, looking at the efficiency in markets, and you know, so far we really haven't been able to you know crack that down. You know, a lot of people are saying that um, markets are inefficient, yet not too many people can really beat it, you know, mm. and that's the sort of problem that we're coming across. And I think a lot of people, as I've touched on and said, are trying to deposit a hundred pound to turn it into 10,000 or trying to deposit a thousand, turn it into a million, whatever it may be. And people just have that perception that that's possible. And it's, and it's really not, you know, people go into the casino with a hundred dollars and come out with a million because they hit it, hit it lucky on a jackpot. It, it just doesn't work like that in trading. You know, people try no. to put on, people try to put on unrealistic realistic stop losses, very realistic stop losses, but very unrealistic limits. You know, I think yeah. that now leads yeah. us into another good part of you know stop losses and limits. You know, people just don't have 100%. that ratio that that's right. Maybe placing trades that are too big for their account and and things like that. What's your thought on that? It's understanding risk, right? I mean, again, you know, I think the you know the analogy of a casino or going into a casino and playing games is you know really really good for here mm-hmm. if you're going into a casino and you've got i don't know a grand in your account you're going to take that whole thousand pound out and put it on black or red on yeah. a roulette table probably not you know and it's just one of those where you know it's about risk management trading are you going to buy one stock with a thousand pound you're going to put it all into bitcoin mm-hmm. and you know how volatile that's been over the past few weeks what and, and see half half of that value wiped away it's just one of those in which, you know, expectations need to be managed. But again, you kind of alluded to it earlier, or you know, people don't have realistic expectations going into the markets. No. <clears throat> 2x, 5x, 10x. Yeah. If you were that good, yeah. again, I said it a minute ago, you know, you would be running some of the biggest, you know, pots of money in, in the world. Like yeah. it's as simple as that. So it's one of those in which, you know, understanding risk you know stop losses take profits understanding the ratio that works for you understanding okay if this trade does move against me how how much can i afford to lose mm-hmm. again only you can tell yourself that yeah you know rory what you're putting on in a trade is probably going to be a lot different to, to what i'm putting on you know your risk tolerance may be very high mine might be very low so you know ultimately it's about that self-management and ultimately being disciplined yeah when taking these positions yeah and i think you know just you alluded to the point as well as um you know looking at how much returns can actually be made in a year 
as you said, if you look at the S&P, it only returns, what, 10% every year. And, and realistically, big funds don't return much more. And as you say, if you're somebody who's returning 50 or 60% every single year, you're not going to be trading by yourself. Somebody's going to give you pots of millions. Bear in mind that yeah. this, this is a risk-adjusted return with you know a solid sharp ratio, et cetera. If you're making these good returns, people are going to scoop you up and want to pay you a lot of money to manage that. You know, so I think that's another thing as well is that people believe this nonsense out there. You'll see people advertising scams such as, you know, make 20% a month trading this and make a guaranteed, you know, 30% a month doing this or whatever it may be. You, you know, you have to ask yourself, how do these people, you know, why aren't these people selling this for a lot of money? Why are you able to get access to this for £99 a month or whatever the fuck it may be? People yeah, need, no, and it's, it's true. It's just that. like... You know, if you look yeah, at like exactly. a, a hedge fund exactly. like you know, reminiscence, you know, a hedge fund like that or a Citadel, huge, huge quant fund spending, I don't know, Mike, take a guess what their expenditure is every year for R&D. Could be oh, tens, of, tens of... Stupid amount. Ten, stupid amount. You know, it could be into the billions just looking at R&D every year, trying to, sure. you know, trying to really research different sort of uh, quantitative methods to try and get an edge on the market. So if you think that a fund's going to spend billions every year on R&D and looking into quantitative strategies, but yet the guy on the Instagram says that you can get onto his um, his proprietary software for 30 quid a month and guarantee 20 to 30%, which the guys are spending a billion pound to try and do. Who are you going to believe? Listen, if they believe that, best of luck to them as far as I'm concerned. I say, if, if, if you believe that, I think you just have to leave them to it. And unfortunately, I don't think you're able to be helped. No, yeah. There you go. That's the short of it, isn't it? That's it. I mean, is there any other th- sort of advice you would give people or, or anything that you would like to draw people's attention to? You know, why do you think yeah. people lose hundred percent? I feel as though, you know, people go into the markets and, you know, you're playing with a few hundred quid. It's very hard to make any sizable change. You know, yeah. your returns are going to be, you know, ultimately a percentage of how big your pot is. Yeah. Um, I remember an economics teacher back in the day told me, you know, you, you'd only start, really looking at chuck some serious change in it once you're able to you know afford to lose about 10 grand and i somewhat agree with him and i some somewhat don't you know if you want to take a bit of a flat out after you've done a lot of homework well then fair enough put 400 in this stock 600 in that stock whatever um but you know obviously for me i'm a big fan of doing the homework first um Make sure, you know, all the resources that you're using, whether it's, you know, textbooks, whether it's online resources, whether it's the app, mm-hmm. get as much information as you can for as little as little resource as possible. Free resources are absolutely great as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, paper trade, use these trading accounts, you know, um, don't use the ones that trade over the weekend. Use real time data trading accounts, yeah. mock trading accounts and, just, you know, ultimately try and understand what works for you and just be strict when you're learning. I feel yeah. so if, you, if you're able to do that and work towards a nice healthy pot size for when you are confident enough to take risk and manage risk, then, you know, you're going to be so much better off than being that guy that takes out a grand and just puts it all on black, which ultimately exactly. some people do. Exactly. I think you're hundred percent right there. I think there's, you know, as you said, there's nothing wrong if you're a bit caught, if you're getting confident now with a demo account, there's nothing wrong with sticking a couple of hundred quid into the market. You know, Absolutely. because you know how it is. You're not really involved in markets unless you're playing with real money. You can stick Absolutely. a couple of hundred pounds in, see how you feel. But, you know, after that, you need then a sizable chunk of money. But the one thing I would say is this, is that there's nothing wrong with having a couple of hundred quid in. 
as long as you can accept that you're only going to make a certain percentage of that, as yeah. long as you know that, you know, if you do look at trying to double, treble, you know, 4x, 5x your money, you are going to run the risk of, you know, potentially blowing up, you know, and you have to yeah. remember, you have to look at the risk adjusted returns. How much do you need to risk, you know, of, of 500 pound? How much do you need to risk to turn it into 2000 or 3000 pound, you know, on average? And there's a lot of calculations you can do. Um, we've actually uploaded a few resources like that onto the app already. So you can go and take a look and see exactly how much you need to risk or or what chance you actually have of turning, you know, 500 into, into 10,000, something like that. So as long as you can understand, as long as you can live with that, I think that's completely fine. And then after well, that, if, if you're trading 500 pound and you think, yep, this is going well, I've made 30, 40%, you might want to add another 500 or another 2,000 in that and just keep rolling the ball like that. Yeah. And then, as you say, work up that sizable account. And then from there, you can really start to make a living from it. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah. all about managing expectations. It is. I mean, you can always say the, the greatest the greatest risk manager in the world will always be better than the greatest trade idea generation person in the world. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Your, it doesn't matter how good your ideas are. If you're a shit risk manager, it only takes one trade to blow your account up. But if you're a good risk manager, you, you'll survive the whole time. Gospel truth. Yep. That's it. You know, what, what's, the, what's the saying? 90% of traders lose 90% of their money in 90 days. Something like a 90-90-90. It's upsetting, isn't it? Yeah, it's bad. But I mean, if anybody wants any further sort of you know knowledge on that or wants to hear sort of our side of our opinion on it, head over to the app. I mean, a lot of content going out there at the minute. It's always a great place just to ask because I'm sure there's people in the apps maybe, you know, blew an account up before. Some people might have experience trading smaller accounts, bigger accounts. So it's always a great place just to learn from everybody else, learn from other people's mistakes, especially if you're a newbie trader. You know, head over there and find out more. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Mike, I think that's it for this one. I think we've pretty much covered it, but if anybody wants to add anything to that or maybe wants us to discuss a bit more, just drop any comments onto the podcast or drop them into the app. We'll be happy to answer. Absolutely. Always happy to answer and interact with the listeners. So, you know, reach out. All right, Mike, cheers. Thanks. Have a good one. Cheers, Rory. Nice to meet